What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of 12th Street Talk Back, where transparency is our love language. Guys, we're going to get into a topic today that has been blowing up and trending on social media. And I wanted to come to you all before the show began to give you a little bit of uh, information about the next conversation that you're going to hear with myself and a very dear uh, family member of mine. And it was brought to my attention uh, by her. And so I did a little research because as we did the, as we had the conversation, I don't think we kind of piggybacked on why this topic was so um, heavily on everyone's mind. Apparently, there's a product out there, um, and it's a hair oil, and I think the pronunciation, if I have this right, is me Alice rosemary mint scalp and hair strengthening oil and what it does is it treats dry scalp and split ends and it it promotes hair growth and as we know in our african-american community we as black women are always looking for something to promote growth with our hair whether we are uh using a safe healthy hair care regimen whether it be wearing lace fronts or getting sew-ins or even keeping our hair braided up we're always looking for something to make our hair grow or stop hair from falling out well the controversy is um a big social media influence did a review on this oil and she has millions of followers, and I'm not going to say her name for legal purposes. But uh, it the interview sparked interest in the product. And she mentioned that she got it out of the multicultural category, which we all know is the African-American section. And a lot of women that were following her started to go out and buy this product in droves. And it got to the point where our white community of ladies were even venturing off into uh, the black neighborhoods and the black community because they couldn't find it at the large box stores, such as the Walmarts or the Targets and all this good stuff. After they had bought it off the shelves and offline and all that good stuff, at these places, they started venturing into the black community to buy the products off of the shelves in our black communities. And it sparked a whole controversy between the white and the black community because it was being sold out. It was already marketed at a very low price of $10. And it was being sold out because a lot of our white counterparts got on her platform, seen her video, and she showed how it made her hair grow as well. So they went out and bought it in droves. But then they started to get a little bit of backlash. It started getting backlash from some of the white ladies that bought it that said it made their hair too oily or it it didn't work and as we know everything is not for everybody so 
some of the black community has started to get agitated about it and, you know, kind of took a stand and said, well, you know, we do use a lot of oils and you guys use a lot of lightweight oils, which are water-based and certain things gravitate to certain hair. So just because this young lady used it and she happened to be white and it worked for her, maybe her hair texture was different. Maybe she's just not a white girl. Maybe she's mixed with Italian blood or or Indian blood or and I'm just saying that as an example. Maybe she's mixed with something to where her hair can tolerate this product more so than a um a Caucasian female that is a purebred white. That I that that's the best way that I could say it. Um so it has sparked a lot of back and forth, which is becoming an issue and it's almost turning into a racial thing. And I hate that because it's, we should be able to have conversations without it turning into a race issue. And a lot of the black women have been saying, why is it that when we do have black products for our hair as it is, we already only have a four foot to maybe a 16 foot section in any store that you go in on the large scale. And even if you go into some of the smaller stores, um, like the Dollar Generals or the Family Dollars or things like that, we're even on a smaller scale for looking for black hair products. But when you walk in every store in America, you have owls and owls. You would have three, four, five owls of products that just cater to the white community. And it's been a lot of banter back and forth on social media between black women and white women about this product and some black women are like they're frustrated and they feel like every time we get a product some big company comes in with more money swoops in buys the product from the black owned um entrepreneur or either the black owned entrepreneur sells the product to them for a large amount of money they start mass producing that product and Sometimes they change the ingredients. Sometimes they change the size to make it a larger size. And for any of my black women, we know as black women, most of the products that we get for our hair comes in small quantities, whether it be 4.2 ounces, 6.8 ounces. Most of the products that we buy for our hair come in smaller sizes than the sizes of our white counterparts. Their hair, hair shampoos and conditioners and oils and all that stuff, they get more bang for their buck. We get less bang for our buck, and plus, ours is more expensive because it's made with different products that is for our hair, and we can't use everything. A lot of things strips our hair, as well as a lot of things strip the white community hair. But the black community was saying that they feel forgotten as black women. And we always have a product that either the big companies come in and they swoop in and they buy it out and reconstruct it. Or 
they're pretty much bullied if they're a small scale business and don't have the money to fight back some of these larger companies. And it's just been banter back and forth. So when the topic was brought to me, I said, well, let's not hop on and do a segment about it. So guys, I hope you enjoy the show. We had a little bit of hiccups. There is an age difference in um, the generation and the, the show will be just a little bit different from what you guys are used to. But I think it's a topic worth talking about. And I like, as I said before, I like to give back to my community and I like to give back. My focus is if I can get young people in the uh, seat to sit down and have a conversation about some of the issues to help me understand their needs and their frustration, fr- frustrations, excuse me. I am open to doing that because I do my main, my main thing for um, doing this uh, show was to give back to my black community. And it was to, shed light on our younger community as well as our elders in our community. So this was the first opportunity that I had that a topic was brought to me by the younger community and they wanted to talk about it. So I said, why not? That's what the platform is for. So guys, I hope you enjoy the show, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of information about it because I was listening back to the pre-recorded and I don't really think we gave a backstory of why we was having that conversation. So here it goes, guys, and I hope you enjoy it. Peace and blessings. Welcome back to 12th Street Talk Back, where transparency is our love language. I am your host, Victoria J, and welcome, 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 welcome to another beautiful day that God has made and blessed us in. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing for us and all that you continue to do in our lives. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to jump right into today's topic because I have a special guest in the studio. Her name is Tamoria. She is my daughter and she's just a wonderful person that she's very um, talented in music. You guys head on over to YouTube and check out Tamoria Weeks. It's W-E-A-K-S. Check out some of her YouTube videos. She plays a genre of different instruments as well as a very educated young lady and and I'm not just saying this because she's my daughter but we were having a conversation today ladies and gentlemen about black hair care products and how in our community somehow they either get sold out or bought out by white owned companies or sometimes Black-owned companies just end up getting bullied because they don't have the financial backing to continue to do a mass production um, and keep up with the larger co- um, companies. So first and foremost, I'm going to let Tamoria introduce herself to you. Say hello to the people, Tamoria. Hello, my 
name's Jamaria. <laughs> Yay. So listen, I'm going to go on and tell you guys a little bit about what I researched. As you know, I always try to research a topic before I talk about it. And then I'm going to let her tell what she has to say. As we all know, Madam CJ Walker was a self-made millionaire from black hair care products. However, did you guys know back in the 1980s when hair care really came onto the scene, white companies ignored the need of black women and black men in hair hair care products. So by the time everything really started taking off in 1980, when the Jerry Curl came out, they started being more aware of the fact that black people bought more hair products and more cosmetics than our counterparts. And they started buying into our companies and putting faces on them like Billy D. Williams, Anita Baker, and Jane Kennedy when the Jerry Curl and all that good stuff was out there. That's what white white companies were doing. They were going in and they were getting contracts with large celebrities putting their face on the products, but they had already either bought out a company that was already struggling financially that was black owned and they dominate, they started to dominate the market. And that was back in the 1980s when they started doing this. And did you guys know that Right now, even, a lot of the large black hair products are owned by large white companies. They started taking notice, notice early in the 80s that we, we gravitated towards our beauty and towards our hair especially. So they started dominating small black owned companies and they started buying them out. And if they didn't buy them out, they ran them out and also another little fun fact is did you guys know that they even tried to sue us when some black companies came together it was 10 black companies that came together and pulled their money together and they started manufacturing black owned hair care products And they launched a company called AHBAI, which stands for American Health Beauty Aid Institute. And they got together $10 million to try to protect Black-owned companies and Black hair care products and was actually tried to be sued by the white counterparts because we started putting emblems such as black pride emblems on our products to let the community and society know that it was really owned by black people. And they didn't want us to do that. So they tried to sue us because we were trying to trademark our products. And a lot of the products that you guys use today is not owned by black hair care companies. And Tamori about this to my attention because one of her favorite companies started mass producing a oil 
And I guess I'll let her tell you that little story. Tamaria, jump on in here anytime. Um, so basically with the issue, it all started um, when a white influencer um, has a big platform. She had a big platform and she was talking about rosemary hair oil and how saying it helped her hair grow, this and that. And so, obviously, when you have a big platform, you're gonna, especially on, especially on TikTok, um, you're gonna, is it good? Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> um, you're gonna like, and we have like a big, especially with TikTok, like once a trend hits, it hits, and like, um, so she said, oh, get this rosemary oil. When it's literally on the bottle, it says it's not necessarily says, but you can tell it's for black, well, people of color. But, um, and so now you have all the white majorities buying all these, going to ethnic hair aisles and buying all of our stuff that, um, is for our hair and it's getting sold out and then the prices are rising and it's not, um, we can't, it's not for our community anymore. And then once it gets so popular, you've seen it with other, um, hair companies, it gets so popular and it's and eventually it gets made for the white majority um which is it sucks because like we need certain ingredients for our we need certain ingredients for our hair and it can be frustrating when you find that one you finally find like this one products or more products obviously um that you used and like um you found all these you found these products that to fit your hair and then all of a sudden the next day it's like well they sold it to like this really big company and now they have to change the ingredients and it strips your hair and makes it dry it's not suitable for our hair but it just goes to show for our white majorities to really be conscious and really educate yourself about your hair type and like before you jump the gun and go over to an ethnic like if you go to a walmart if you go to a target or a big box um store you can see like four aisles full of white majorities like shampoo conditioner any beauty product but when you go into um into a big box store you see like a small literally a small section just for black people and that's all that we have and then the next thing that we have is the beauty supply store and like our products are like really expensive because they're organic ingredients like they're like top-notch ingredients of course and on top of that the quantity of the product like if you if you um was to go to uh, the white majority aisle their bottles are more bigger than what we have so we're all we have we are obviously like constantly uh, when I, I have braids in right now but I know for a fact that I know like every other month I would have to spend like probably $70 just for basics and yeah just for like yeah and that it costs that much I'm like dang it's just like it just sucks and I just wish before you hop on trends just to educate yourself like is this really for my hair like the oil 
like white majority was leaving bad reviews saying like it weighs my hair down of course it weighs your hair down because your texture is very fine and it's very thin so you can't really use oils on your hair and if you do you gotta rinse it out the next day so you would need like a water-based type oil versus for like people of color such as black latino asians we can use thick oils and let it sit in our hair and be able to wash it out because it's meant for our hair but um that just goes to say just like before you hop on trends really like do your research 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 (laughs) do your research and um and just like you're doing more harm to like our community by taking the products and benefiting for like yourself like that that's that's all we got really so um yeah well and i do understand that and um and she's right it's it's so it's we have so little um other than the hip-hop trends other than the rap and all that stuff and some sports that we do dominate but when it comes to being on the market and being a flourishing black-owned company as we know as well as um our white counterparts coming in and either buying out our small black companies if it's not them then it's the asians in 1965 um the asian government was banned from exporting raw hair goods making it impossible for the usa owners to manufacture wigs from korea and not long after that, the U.S. government banned the import importment of any wigs that contained hair from China. As a result, Korean owners were able to dominate the supply and distribute weaves, wigs, and extensions. And they did a whole document, a hair, black hair documentary in 2006, and it estimated that 60 percent of black owned hair products were dominated by the Koreans. And I think what gets us, which gets me as well, because um, I turned my daughters, both of my daughters on to going natural after over-processing their hair with relaxers. And, and that's something I wanted to say, ladies, we do get that word, that term mixed up. And for those of you that are really into hair, there is a difference between the word relaxer and perm. Our white counterparts, they perm their hair. Black people, we use texturizers, which we relax our hair. Did you know that, Tamoria? Yes. And, that, and that's what I'm talking about on hopping on trends, especially like with TikTok. I have seen so many videos of white majority thinking that a relaxer is a perm and they put relaxers in their hair and um it doesn't work out for them them. like especially when they dye their hair like they literally destroy their hair and they're and they're crying and they're like oh my gosh this product ruined my hair because like your hair is already fine it's already like the texture is already that texture of the relaxer so there's no point of you using it and so that's what i'm talking about educating yourself before doing these things you know what i mean so and and that's the same thing with me being in 
Um, I'm a cosmetologist by trade. I do not practice anymore, but I did go to school for this stuff. As well as for about six years, I worked at a company that all we did was sell professional hair care products. And we did, as as you stated before, even in, and I'm not going to say the company's name for legal purposes, but even with me being the store manager at that company, the entire store was our white counterparts. We had small, we had a small four foot section that were actually for black people or African-Americans when you walked into that store. So the majority of the time when we did get black customers, they came in for things like hair dye or hair hair color I wouldn't say dye I'm, I'm bringing out my age but hair color to deposit only or they would come in and if they did shop that certain and and that was another thing we only sold one brand of African-American products and it was certain people that actually used that brand and unbeknownst to me I just found out in doing research, that brand was not even made by a black person. It was actually made by a white man. And I just found that out myself in this conversation. And you're right about, it's kind of like us to using their products because we can't just go in and bleach our hair. Especially if you have a relaxer. Now, if you're natural like yourself and your sister, you can bleach your hair and it, it absorbs the and it, it absorbs everything because it it has that strength to do that. It's not going to strip. But if you would try to bleach your hair with a relaxer, it will just break your hair off. And it's kind of like them using our products. Yeah, because relaxers like they do the opposite. They, if so, let's say if I decided that I wanted to go back to like relaxing my hair it's like the chemicals is doing the opposite it's like not it's making your um hair the opposite texture so it's like re- reversing it but um and that it goes beyond hair or like we can do like another episode about like why why do white majority take um like culture cultures and sell it out like with the cart with uh, can I put? Can I say Kardashians? Uh, yeah. Yeah. For example, they're like I mean, they're I hear on other podcasts they talk about Kardashians, this way. but um, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, like the Kardashians, like you you see it on TV. Like a lot of them are either copying Black culture, copying Latino culture, or like copying Asian culture, etc. And they're making it big or saying like they started the trend when it's not the case. Like for example, them doing cornrows. I'm like, you can't do cornrows on fine hair. Like that's, you can't. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, that would snatch your edges up. But, um, <laughs> but it's the truth. But like, I just don't get why I just don't understand. <laughs> I think it's more of they that some. I think the politically correct term would be cultural appropriation. Yes, yeah. that's that's the word that we're looking for: cultural appropriation. Like, instead of doing that, how about you cultural appreciate it? And so, you know what I mean? 
<laughs> you guys, <laughs> we are ha- this is something totally different from for my listeners. I can tell you that, but I hope you guys are enjoying the show. Um, and and this is another thing. This is a generation. You know, I'm in a whole another generation gap than she is. But I love the information because she is right. And we made this podcast because we said we wanted transparency to be our love language. So if something is bothering you, and I think it has bothered us for a long time, um, and it gets downplayed, and you've heard it, whether it be sports or something of that nature with Black people, and you've heard the white community say that we're always complaining about something but when are we ever gonna have something that's just ours and we don't have our white counterparts swooping in and they have the money they have the backing and even if they don't have the money they have banks in their pocket where they have the backing to come in and swoop in on a small company and i'm talking small companies like this could be a million dollar company but to our white counterparts that's pocket change they can swoop in and mass produce and manufacture our product products cheaper They have the resources to have them manufactured overseas. They even have the resources. You were saying something earlier about the containers. Talk talk to them about what you were saying about the sizing of the containers without mentioning where you're employed at because for legal purposes, we don't want to do that. But talk to them what you were saying because that made sense about the size and, and 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 our products in the stores. So, like, if, for example, that's why I was talking about it's so wasteful when you see white majorities using our products and wasting it. Like, the size of, like, a white majority, like, a basic white majority shampoo is, like, a tall, like, how how much would you say? Like, I would say it's a probably about 16.9 ounces and yeah. 32 ounces. And then we get, like, literally half of that. And then that's why they say always use a dime size of the of the um, product. Because you really got to use a dime size. Because if you use, like, if you, you know, put a whole bunch in your hand, you're not going to have it anymore. You're going to keep going back to the store. And I, just, I think that's one thing companies want us to do. That's why they always half size our things. Mm-hmm. But, um yeah and that's like another thing like with like white majority taken from our culture it's so funny how like they copy most it's like more copying and not appreciating us like for example like our body style like getting bbls because you know like i feel like black people and like people of color are kind of curvy you know yeah, and and you, and you see like the kardashians getting bbls getting their lips bigger like getting like thicker hair and this and that and it's just like but if it, if it was us it would be like um not professional you know what i mean yeah i understand what you're saying about yeah. that because i mean i guess this is rearing off the topic just a little bit about black hair care And for legal purposes, we're not picking on the Kardashians. It's just an example. But here's the thing. When we were going around doing that, and I actually have a story of my own. When we were going around wearing our natural bodies, wearing the clothes that fit us, we got targeted for being too curvy 
or having a bigger booty or bigger boobs. Yes. And, but now it's a trend. And now they're buying what we got criticized for. Now everybody's purchasing it or getting injections. And the same thing that you were just saying about their hair being thinner. They put in clip-ins. They may not do the sew-in weaves or, you know what I'm saying? Or And now, I wouldn't even say, they may not even do the sew-in weaves, but they do the clip-ins, but and they definitely do the wigs now. And that was a trend. That wasn't so much of our trend because yeah. in the 1920s and 30s, uh, the white culture did wear more wigs. But at the same token, when we started doing it, we start kind of kind of getting back backlash for it. you know like she was talking about the hair being thin and how that caucasian women they can put clips and pieces in their hair and not get criticized for it but we even get criticized in our own community about putting weaves and stuff in our hair and here's the deal when we do it, we get criticized for it. But when they do it, it's just a fashion statement. I had a a white, um, I had a, a set of white young people follow me around a Walmart one time. And they were picking at the fact that I had, I don't, they were walking behind me and they kept saying, that's not her hair. That's her hair. That's not her hair. Oh, well, she bought it. And I knew they were talking about me. And I kind of said something slick back about it. But here's the thing. When you guys put clips in your hair, just because you still you have the length, it doesn't make you more, less fraudulent than us. You're just doing it in a whole different way to whereas your hair, you're not putting it all over your hair. But now in the era that we live in, those guys are wearing just as many um, front 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 lace wigs as we are I mean what do you think about that I mean that's fine do what you want to do but it's just like I don't know I just don't like when you just take and take and take from us and then we're left with like nothing yeah Yeah. it's just really sad and it's frustrating but um yeah well you know I just think for I wish, and I, I'm I'm pretty sure that some of the black-owned companies that, um, for certain reasons, I know some of them decided to retire. We both looked at this information when we decided to do this episode, but a lot of them got bought out by um, larger companies and I think we need to back paddle just a little bit because we were going to talk about the sizing of the owls and all of that stuff like if you go into a big box store um like there's like four aisles dedicated to only not really only but like majority of the white white majority but um and then you go to like our aisle, ethnic aisle, and it's like literally an aisle or like half an aisle of it. And that just goes to show like, and it's it's really like, you have to think, let's like, why, if you have, if you're a 
white majority and you know that you have four aisles dedicated to you you have doesn't doesn't that like stop you in your tracks and be like oh i'm going to ethnic aisle and i'm taking their products that are meant for their hair like i'm taking like their products and like you have four aisles dedicated to you so why do you feel the urge to like do that and and you're using the product incorrectly and you're wasting product so i just that just kind of blows my mind when they do that yeah i know well any guy any any who we're running out of time i wish i would have pre did this on another um another channel we have to do a part two on this but here's the thing guys uh basically it's just summed up like yeah she was frustrated a little bit about a certain product that she uses and we got into the conversation of how a lot of black owned companies uh either get bought out or either they sell and then they change the ingredients in that product and it no longer fits our hair and they have a list of black owned companies that you may think that it's owned by black people still, but they're not. And these are the companies. Um, they started with African Pride. We see that a lot in the Dollar Generals, African Best, African Gold, Affirm, Carefree, Cream of Nature, Dark and Lovely, Dax, Do Grow, Dr. Miracle, Mazzani, Motions, Flabolex, Gentle Treatment, IC Products, Let's Jam, Relax and Natural, Main Tail, TCB, Afrosheen, Soft and Beautiful, Perm Repair, Infusion. I mean, the list goes on. Vital, Smooth and Shine, Suffer 8, uh, Ultra Sheen, Wave Nirvana. A lot of those products, you see those products on the shelf in the black sections. A lot of those products, you see advertisement on the windows of your local beauty supply stores and you see advertising you see the advertisement on tv however some of those brands have been around since i was a little girl and they're no longer black owned and i wish i had a little bit more time i'm running out of time um to tell you guys about some of the some of the ones that are still black owned. a few if i can get to african republic Natural Oasis, African Royal, Accessions Multiple Texture, California Curl, Dirtly Hair, Take Down Hair, Iso Plus, American Wonders, Luster, Brana Brothers, uh, Boneless Dress, Nature's Image, Royal Roots, Diva by Cindy, Sister to Sister, the list goes on, Black Magic, um, Mr. Leo, it's a lot that are still Wonder Grow. So those products, the last list that I told you guys, they are still owned by Black-owned companies. And I'm always for the community, and I always want us to invest back in ourselves. So I just say, I wouldn't boycott any of these products, because if you like it, it's for you. If it's for you, it's for you. But remember, sometimes when they do come into our world and start to... Uh, buy small black owned companies they do sometimes change the ingredient and it does not do the same thing that is accustomed to doing because now it's being mass produced on a larger scale and it's not getting the tender love and care that was meant for the african-american community in our products so i hope you guys enjoyed the information i hope you guys enjoyed the show and we may come on and do a part two because we had to hurry it along so for you got anything else you want to say to maria 
No, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for coming on. I've been trying to get her on for a while, so I'm glad we found a topic that she enjoyed. Remember, guys, continue to support your Black-owned businesses. I'm always saying that. Com- continue to support your community. And educate yourself, you know, about Black products. <laughs> She said, educate yourself about black products right on, sister. Anyway, guys, peace, love, and joy, and enjoy the rest of your day. Until next time, we'll see you later.